Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Hello and welcome to DBE. I'm your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to the podcast designed for students of travel. Whether you're listening on a streaming site like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you're catching the show at the official home of the DBE podcast, groupexperience.com, I really appreciate you joining me for this episode. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations at dbetravel.com to find some fun blogs, a link to join the DBE Patreon community, and so much more. Remember, you can find Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. And please, if you know somebody who loves the world of travel, tell them about the DBE podcast. On today's show, we'll be covering a topic that I can't really speak on, but luckily my guest can. Memphis-based blogger Alexandra Nicole Nolan joins me on this episode to talk all about how Nashville can be the perfect destination for a girl's getaway trip. Our conversation covers some of the highlights of a recent girl's trip Alexandra took to the Music City, and of course, there is a blog in the show notes that goes along with our discussion. Alexandra is a travel enthusiast, but she also wears many hats, including an entrepreneur and now an author. She's releasing a new book called The Unconventional Entrepreneur, which she'll talk about a little later on in our conversation, and you can find a link to order the book in the show notes. I definitely encourage you to check out Alexandra's City Chic Living blog and consider ordering her new book, The Unconventional Entrepreneur. But now let's make our way to Nashville so Alexandra can tell us how this Tennessee town can be the perfect destination for a girl's getaway trip. Here's our conversation. Alexandra, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the podcast. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, for anyone out there listening who's been to Nashville recently knows, you know, it's a popular destination for groups to visit. I've actually been to Nashville twice in the past year for a bachelor party and then another group trip. And today we'll be talking through some of the things you got to experience on a recent trip you took to Nashville. Your blog, which can be found in the show notes, covers something that I really can't speak to. And that's how Nashville is a great destination for a girl's trip. Um, Alexandra, let's start here. Why did you and your friends pick Nashville as a travel destination for your girl's trip? And why do you think Nashville is such a desirable place for groups to visit? Well, one of the reasons we chose Nashville, other than all of the amazing things that there are to do, which I'm sure we're going to go over today, is that it's really close uh, to Memphis. It's um, it's really close to a lot of larger southern cities. So if you want to get out of town, you know, a quick two from Memphis, it's about two and a half hours. But um, a lot of the surrounding cities around here that are larger, I mean, no more than four and a half, five hours, I guess, maybe from Atlanta to to really, you know, get out, experience something different. Um, you've got that Nashville's unique in that you've got that like, I don't want to say small town vibe, because when I was younger, Nashville wasn't what it is today. So for me, it reminds me of that small southern, the, the southern charm vibe with big, big city feels. Yeah, absolutely. And and what you mentioned, I think, is key is that you can get there, you know, within a short drive of a lot of other, you know, major destinations that people can visit. But let's talk a little bit about the hotel you chose for your particular trip that you were on. Um, the Fairlane Hotel looks like it's a really wonderful location and has all the offerings to make it a great accommodation choice for a girl's getaway trip. Uh, did you enjoy your stay at the Fairlane? Oh, I loved the Fairlane 
Um, I might be a little biased because I'm a huge fan of Mad Men, the TV show, um, <laughs> and Fairlane Hotel. When you walk in, it feels like you're walking back into that mid-century upscale um, fancy vibe. And I haven't actually experienced that with any other hotel. Um, I hadn't up until that point. And so when I walked in, not only was I just enamored by the feeling of stepping back into the 50s, but um, the service was incredible. Um, the restaurants were amazing. And um, I really love too that they, they add a little hint of modern day into it with their rooftop bar. It's like a pop-up bar and they change out I, would, I think it's quarterly they change out the, the layout and the design and the theme of it. So you can kind of have some fun with that, but also get step back into time um, with the Fairlane. So. Very cool. And you touched on it. I mean, Nashville is a foodie town, but one of the perks about staying at the Fairlane is you don't have to go very far to find excellent food. What else can you tell me about some of the food and drinks that can be found without even leaving the Fairlane Hotel? Yes. So... First of all, the bagel shop downstairs is absolutely incredible. Uh, they do offer um, complimentary coffee for anyone staying at the hotel, and it's just the perfect place if you wanna pop in, uh, get some quick eats or grab some breakfast before hitting the town, which is what we did. And hands down, my favorite restaurant that I have ever experienced in Nashville, and I've been several times. This wasn't my first time. I've been going since I was a kid. I loved the Ellington restaurant. It was absolutely incredible. Um, it is on the, I believe the fourth or fifth floor of the Fairlane. Same thing, you step in, when you walk in, you just feel like you're in this, uh, you know, mid-century contemporary vibe. The the server too, I was, I thought, I was like, did they train you guys how to, how to have this kind of like aura of the 1950s? And uh, I mean, cause he was just, I don't know, it almost felt like this, um, uh, he had this very suave 50s, almost gangster way of like uh, communicating. The service was incredible, but he was so entertaining and he, he swore that they didn't train him how to be that way. He said that's just his uh, natural style, but he was so entertaining. And then, of course, everyone goes to a restaurant for food. The food was top notch. So um, I've yet to experience anything in a restaurant like that yet in Nashville. Very cool. And, you know, another thing your blog mentions in terms of food is the Assembly Food Hall, which I think is 100% worth checking out if you're visiting Nashville. Alexandra, talk a little bit about what the Assembly Food Hall is and the variety of the eateries and bars that can be found there. Okay, so I had no idea what to expect with Assembly Food Hall. I had never um, been there in the past on any of my trips to Nashville. So when we went to check it out, I was completely blown away. Um, it is, it's kind of hard to explain. Some people would explain it like a mall of food, I guess, it, it, but, but not like your typical shopping mall. Like, so you walk in and there's tons of different restaurants that you can try out, um, you know, just to your uh, different cuisines in the, uh, as far as restaurants go with like, um, Southwestern, Asian, all of that, all of those types of uh, cuisines, American. And then you've got bars in there as well. So you can go, you know, try some foods uh, at different places or just choose one restaurant. And then after, hit up one of their bars um, and have some amazing cocktails and great, great music. I mean, we had fun. We stayed there. We went for dinner one night and then stayed, you know, out until 11 o'clock just 
hopping around listening to the different uh, bands at the different music venues within Assembly Food Hall. And great location too, right? There's lots to do like right next to the Assembly Food Hall. Oh yeah, so I mean it is, we walked from the Fair Lane to Assembly Food Hall and it it wasn't a long walk at all. Uh, It was very quick and everything else around the Assembly Food Hall, I mean if you wanna Broadway or go to some of the other big uh, sites in Nashville, you know, it's a lot of it's only walking distance. So you can do a lot um, after dinner if you decide to skip the bands and you want to walk around. So one of the unique experiences that you got to do on your trip was heading to to an area of Nashville called the Gulch, where you got to make your own candle at the Paddywax Candle Bar. Can you quickly describe the Gulch to anyone out there who isn't familiar with the, with downtown Nashville? And then can you walk us through your candle making experience at the Paddywax Candle Bar? Yes, so the Gulch is fun. If you, I love it because it's all about shopping and fashion and what girl doesn't love that. So if you're doing a girl's trip, it's definitely um, a a part of Nashville that you need to see. There are tons of shops, uh, tons of your, you know, top popular shops around there and some fun local boutiques as well. We did the patty wax shop, the candle making, I wouldn't even say class because it's not necessarily a class. It's very unique in the way that they have this service set up. So we expected to go in and it be like almost like a painting class or a pottery class uh, going in at a certain time and having an instructor in a room full of people. It wasn't like that at all. It was when you walk in, it is a retail store where you can buy candles and you can, you know, buy fun little knickknacks. I got a journal as well. And I think I got, um, I got a necklace as well. So you can buy those kinds of things, but right in the middle of the store, if you've set up an appointment, they will have, they've got, they have tables like individual long tables. So you're not necessarily doing a class with a group of people. You can just walk in with your ladies group and, um, they will have an instruction sheet sitting on the table. And basically it walks you step one through eight or nine, however many there were, and it walks you through all of those steps. So we all, we got there, we sat down, um, we brought our own champagne, had some drinks and you know, step one is get up and find your candle vessel. So we walked around the store as a group and chose different, you know, um, little pots to put our candles in. And step two is, uh, choose the fragrance so we all went and chose our own fragrance but we we didn't really have a guide there the whole time there was someone there if you needed it but you didn't feel like you were having to go at the pace of of an entire class with a guide so you really got to we got to hang out and have fun with girlfriends and just kind of experience it all together for the first time it sounds certainly certainly unique is that something you'd recommend other girls groups do as well if, if they're visiting Nashville yes absolutely for several reasons like for one like i just said you you don't have to you're not with other groups so you can kind of be in your own group and go at your own pace but two it's not it's something we thought that it would take us an hour to do i mean this is something you can go to the gulch set up an appointment at patty wax go to the gulch shop around have lunch and pop in to patty wax whenever your appointment is i mean we were done in 30 minutes i mean you could take an hour if you wanted i mean it's definitely on your own um timeline once you get in for your appointment but uh it's also quick too so if you if you don't have an hour you don't really need it and you won't feel rushed trying to get your candle made um in in a short amount of time as well and going to the spa is of course another popular thing to do on a girl's trip and you got the vip experience at the woodhouse spa did you enjoy the woodhouse spa and would you recommend that to anyone else planning a girl's trip to nashville 
Yes, I enjoyed the Woodhouse spot so much that I'm taking my husband back. Um, we're going to do an anniversary trip in October, uh, and I definitely will be posting on it again. The Woodhouse spot was so relaxing. It was different from most spas. You know, nowadays, uh, ladies will know that we have med spas out there, and then you have like a your spa spot, like your relaxing type spas. There's two different atmospheres. And in Memphis, we we only have a handful of relaxing spas left. And so when I went to Nashville, that was one of the things we wanted to do as a group uh, is to experience a day of relaxation. And we chose Woodhouse and they really did it up for us. So with the VIP package, we had our own VIP uh, place in the locker rooms or in, in the, um, the, the room that you go in, the women's room that you go in to get ready beforehand. And then we had our own VIP room that had like a fireplace, charcuterie boards, uh, champagne, wine, juice, whatever we wanted. So in between our appointments, we could go in there with our robes on and sit and talk and have drinks and, you know, do what girls do, just chat. And then whenever our um, technician or masseuse would come in for one of our appointments, they would just pull us and we would get to do our appointments on that schedule. We all had different types different types of appointments scheduled. And then they would just put us back in the room and we could just enjoy each other's company. And so it was a pure day. It felt it felt like I was removed from the regular world, which is nice sometimes being a businesswoman and a mom and, and stuck on a on a private little relaxation island for a good four hours with some of my, you know, best friends. It was wonderful. <laughs> Um, Alexandra, listeners can read all about your Nashville trip, along with many other great blogs that cover travel and beyond, by visiting your website, citychicliving.com. Tell us more about City Chic Living. When did you start it, and what can people find if they check out your website? Well, it is quite the journey um, into being a blogger. I will make it, I will cut it short. Um, I started this blog back when I had women's clothing stores in Memphis, Tennessee. I've since sold them in 2019 to go full time with this blog. But I started it as a way of marketing fashion for women in my mid 20s. I am now in um, over the hump of my mid 30s and the blog has definitely evolved. Uh, I've, like I said, I've sold the women's clothing stores and I've turned the blog into more of a lifestyle for busy women, for busy moms, for business, busy business women, any type of woman that really wants to get immersed into a lifestyle on when they are on the go, City Chic Living is where it's at. So I cover travel. I do some fashion still because that's where my base was. Um, but I do a lot of um, you know healthy eating on the go, healthy lifestyle, travel, parenting, really anything that uh, a middle-aged mom or middle-aged non-mom woman busy woman would want to read about <laughs> it's such a good blog and it really shows how talented of a writer you are and some really exciting news that the listeners should know about mm -hmm. is that in the near future you're actually going to be publishing a book so what can you tell us ab about the the uh, book that you have coming up Yes, I'm. thank you for mentioning that. I'm really excited about it. This is my first book, so I hope it's well received. Um, as I mentioned before, I did have women's clothing stores. Um, I started a brand called The Ivory Closet. It's still around today. Um, uh, one of my friends actually purchased it in 2019, and she's still running the boutique. But I had franchised the brand, um, started a fashion line within the store, had a makeup line. I, I really, you know, 
I started off my career in corporate America and after six years of working in corporate America and, and doing well, I mean, I enjoyed it and I was climbing to the top. I just knew in my head that that really wasn't what I was supposed to do in my life. And so um, at the ripe old age of 26, I made the jump and uh, started working for myself. And so I've had a lot of ups and downs. I didn't have, um, you know, as most 26 year old women, I barely had a, any money in my savings account. So I spent my life savings up to the age of 26 on opening the store. And so I didn't have a lot of money for marketing and, and to hire other professionals to teach me how to do it. So I spent, um, that was in 2012, so 10 years ago, you know, basically throwing spaghetti at a wall and to see what would stick and what would work in the business world. And what I've learned is through, and also at the same time in, in 10 years, you know, the business landscape is very, has been very volatile as far as, you know, new digital media platforms, all kinds of social media platforms, um, being able to sell online, being able to, able to sell through apps. It has changed all the way throughout that time. And so really we're seeing this new type of business landscape and this new type of entrepreneur hit the stage. So the traditional entrepreneur, while still around, those um, strategies have kind of gone out the window and a new type of entrepreneur, which I call the unconventional entrepreneur, is taking the stage. And so the book is about how to become an unconventional entrepreneur, and I share uh, very transparent, even some embarrassing stories, uh, hardships that I've gone through. It's pretty raw. These are stories that I haven't actually spoken out about. Um, and then I also, in the book, there are, there's a Q, there's QR codes throughout the book. So there are areas of the book that teach you different lessons as far as business and unconventional business practices. And then you can click these QR codes and print up printables or brand guides, worksheets, different types of things that you can do to actually um, improve upon your current business or help you get started launching your own business. Very cool. The QR uh, codes sound super interesting and helpful. Um, listeners, make sure you scroll down in the show notes and you can find the link to order Alexandra's book. It's going to be amazing. Um, where else can people go to give you a follow on social media? So I do have Instagram. Um, part of having a blog is to do uh, is, is national brand influencing, and Instagram is my main platform. Um, you can go to alexandra.nicole on Instagram to check out the daily happenings and behind the scenes. I do post every single day in stories and on Instagram. So that's kind of like the filler in between my blog posts. Um, so Alexandra, I do have one final question today on the podcast. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. So I want to ask you, are you somebody who would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you share like a lesson that you've learned uh, while traveling or through travel? I absolutely uh, would say I'm a student of travel. Um, I, it's one of the things I cover on the blog because I do travel so much. One of the lessons that I've learned, you know, when I first started traveling, I would kind of just go online and um, pick out some things that I like to do, put it all together, create an itinerary, which is fine, and, and go about it. But traveling can be expensive. And so one of the things that I do is I will reach out to the local travel bureau. Um, for instance, I went to Salem, Massachusetts last October. Um, <laughs> Of course, it's, you know, the town of the witches. I just, it was a dream of mine. And so I wanted to get that right. But also I knew, you know, in touristy towns like that, 
you can, there are a lot of high uh, dollar attractions that may not be authentic to the history. And then there are a lot of very affordable museums and attractions that because maybe they don't have big budget to market, they just kind of fall to the wayside and you don't see it online. You know, everything you look up for the most part, a lot of it is marketing and who has the money to be put first. So I reach out to the travel bureaus, tell them, you know, the town of Salem, told them what I really, I was interested in the history. I wanted the real stuff, not the scary witchy stuff, but like the real stories of the witch trials and stuff like that. And so they gave me a long list of you know, these are the authentic historical places that you'd want to see. Here are the restaurants that we have visitors say that they love the most. And so when you do that, I feel like you really get to, you know, taste the flavor of the town and experience uh, what the town truly is versus, you know, hitting the top spots that are uh, you see on Google that have possibly possibly have been paid ads. So, I mean, I'll say that you are the first guest that I've had that have, ha- has given me that answer. And I think it's such a wonderful answer and something that, you know, the, the travel and visitors bureaus, they really, their job is to bring people to their, you know, destination and, and get people to go there. So like you said, it's a really great resource. So thanks. Thanks for bringing up that point. That was yeah. a wonderful lesson. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, like you just said, their job is to bring visitors. And so they're not going to recommend anything that they don't feel like will be a fabulous time while you're on vacation. So that is definitely my (laughs) go-to. Alexandra, it's been so great having you on the show. Thank you so much uh, for talking us through your Nashville trip. And I'm really excited to read your book. That's that's really fun and awesome. Uh, Thanks again for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've really had a lot of fun. A big DBE thank you to Alexandra for joining the show today. Be sure to check the show notes to find out more about Alexandra's book, The Unconventional Entrepreneur. And you'll definitely want to read more destination reviews, business tips, health and beauty guides, and more on the City Chic Living website. Destinations Beyond Expectations is available on all audio platforms, and you can find the show at groupexperience.com. Learn how to build your travel tribe with group experience. You can listen to me talk more about destinations every Thursday by liking a page called Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook as I co-host the Destination Dispatch live stream, a show that covers different destinations and talks all about how groups can experience them. Again, that page to like on Facebook is called Group Travel Odyssey. That is all I've got for the show today. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to share this podcast with your travel friends. Have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon.